It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? Good. It's uh, what we refer to here in California as June gloom, even though it's May. Uh, we, we get like a month of overcast, which is really the only thing that is not sunshine full time. So uh, it's nice and overcast. It makes me want to sleep. makes me want to go back to bed. Uh, but instead, don't shake your head at me. Instead, we had, we had snow on Mother's Day yesterday. We're doing it snow, so I, I don't want to hear about this overcast. Um, let's talk about. I, I'm trying to think of a creative transition, but I can't. So let's just go. It's not. Let's just, just move not. on. Let's, uh, just let's move talk on. about some of the offensive linemen the Cowboys drafted in the 2021 class. Uh, they actually took two, uh, and mm-hmm. we're going to talk about how these two players could potentially fit into the Cowboys' plans this year. And I want to start with Josh Ball, and I believe it was the Monday after the draft. We we dove into all the off the field stuff with Josh Ball. If you want to hear us talk about that, please go back and listen to that show. That's not what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about the player and the player only, and how he fits into the Cowboys' plan. So, when you got a chance over the last week to go and watch the film with Josh Ball, what kind of player did you see? Well, I mean, he's he's an incredible athlete for a guy his size. I mean, his his uh, his height uh, is usually kind of uh, you know that's sort of debilitating. I mean, he's he's very tall, and, and I and I think that there is a uh, a point in which you can be too tall as a tackle. Uh, I agree. You know, and, yep. and, and that, that that it actually is he's a close now. He's, he's, he's running on the border, man. I, and it, and, it's, and you can kind of see it in his play a little bit too. You know, he he gets off his out of his stance really well, especially if he's in a vertical set and he gets back really well. He moves really well for a guy his size. But having said that, like he doesn't quite trust his technique very well. Uh, I, I think he is explosive getting off the ball and getting vertical backwards. Uh, but I think that that's, you know, even though he does that explosively, he still seemingly gets there and then, you know, waist bends and, and tries to reach for guys mm-hmm. and tries to, you know, uh, uh, get out and, and make first contact instead of, uh, you know, letting the, the targets get close enough to him and then engaging, you know, he has really long arms and he has height to him and he has all these tools that I don't know that he uh, is quite confident enough in his technique to avail himself of them, right? Thirty-five inch like, arms, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, I mean, and, and there's absolutely no reason for a guy like that to be, you know, reaching. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, especially if he has the athleticism, he gets to his spot. He should be allowing these guys to kind of get to him a little bit and then comfortably giving a punch instead of having to try to just be anticipating and, and try to overreach to get to him. Um, you know, I, having said that, he does have good vertical explosion, but I don't know that he changes directions really well. He's not exactly a great mirror. Um, so I think that there's some some work to be done there. Uh, but, you know, overall, I think he is a strong player. I mean, all players coming into the NFL need to get stronger. Like, mm-hmm. that's just all the reality of, of, yeah. of the NFL. But uh, he's he shows, you know, the ability to drive through contact, uh, to, to use those hips, to engage and, and, and kind of drive players into the ground. Um, he needs some upper body strength uh, specifically. Uh, but when he gets his, his hands on you and is able to kind of use leverage his his uh, 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 his legs and, and, and his lower body uh, to drive guys home, he, he will move you off the ball. Mm-hmm. I, I, he just he just needs a, he just needs work. You know, I think he has a lot of uh, uh, the skill set and the tools that you want in, in an offensive tackle. I mean, he clearly is an offensive tackle, like not. Not one of these guys you're going to confuse with the guard. Like he has all the traits to be a a starting offensive tackle physically. Uh, I think what he needs is a lot of work in kind of getting more comfortable in his uh, in his uh, technique, trusting his technique, uh, yeah. and then I think that will actually unlock another level of play for him. Because right now, I just for a guy who's so good at getting off the line of scrimmage and who has such incredible length. I spend I see too much time of him chasing pass rushers, you know, like where he's he's like this and trying to get them and 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 they're moving around instead of just yep. getting into a spot, waiting for them to get to him and then engaging with balance. Uh, you know, I think if he can do more of that, uh, you re- you really have a, a special kind of athlete at, at the offensive tackle position. Yeah, you you hit on his biggest weakness to me. It's too often he just misses on some of his punches, right? And he ends up having his head down and yeah. he kind of ends up not seeing where the pass rusher is going. So if he can time up his punches a little better, uh, I do think he's going to be a, a pretty good tackle. Now, my question to you is, what spot do you think he's going to be better at in the NFL? Because he actually has left tackle and right tackle experience. When he was at Florida State, he was a left tackle. And then when he went to Marshall, he played primarily right tackle. Uh, He did have, I believe, one start at left tackle. So in the NFL, where do you believe is his best spot? I mean, I think he can play both. I mean, he has – I mean, I don't know that there's too much of a difference anymore outside of the technique that's required, right? I mean, you're still going to face elite pass rushers in the NFL whether you're playing on the left or right side. So – yeah, I mean, I don't know that there's one side that's better for him than the other. I think that he, uh, you know, if he can get his technique down, uh, you know, and, and really kind of focus on on timing his punch a little bit better, uh, you know, getting a little bit stronger up top, uh, there's no reason that he couldn't play either left tackle or, or, or right tackle in the NFL. All right, so I'm trying to think of like a – what the goal should be for Josh ball. Like, cause when you see these big six foot seven, six foot eight offense tackles, uh, most of these guys are just way they're too big or they just don't play with enough leverage. So what's the hope here? Cause when I was watching him over the weekend, it's like, could he, if he hits all the check box, you know, all the boxes, could he potentially be like Alejandro Villanueva who the Ravens yeah. just signed who played with the Eagles yeah. for a, a lot of years. I think he's a guy who could be a starter, you know, if he can develop. I mean, he's 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 got the physical tools, and, yep. and you know, I think there's a certain amount of, you know, with 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 offensive tackle, especially, there's a planet theory element to it. You know, I think you can try to push people into tackles that maybe aren't 
quite as physically dominant just because you're you're trying to find guys that can physically do the job. I think this is a guy who has the 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 you know the the ingredients. He just needs to have it uh, cooked into him a little bit better. And and I think he has that kind of foot quickness and 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 length uh, and lower body uh, explosion that that you can kind of morph and form into uh, a starting offensive tackle. But I also think that, you know, depending on how well he takes to coaching, depending on how things mm-hmm. go, he could fall anywhere between here and there. Like, I, you know, I could yeah. easily see him uh, just developing into a, a valuable swing tackle type. Uh, I mean, I could see him out of the league. I mean, I think that that's certainly possible yeah. if he doesn't yeah. kind of improve what he has. Uh, he could easily be a, one of these guys that, uh, is this kind of elusive upside that that lots of teams end up trying to chase, but maybe never find because this guy can't quite develop the the the, the tools that he needs. So, if he's able to get it and work and, and specifically work to get better at 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 what we discussed and what we talked about, I think there's no reason that he couldn't be a guy who is you know, a, a average starter or a decent starter in the league. Um, I, I don't know that he's ever going to be, you know, an elite tackle and that's, you know, you don't really draft elite yeah, tackles no, this late no. in the draft, no. but I, I do think, you know, look, obviously his, his draft stock was pushed down because of a lot of the things that we've discussed in previous uh, discussions with him, uh, off field stuff on field as a player, as a prospect uh, he has, tools that you don't usually find in the in a spot where the Cowboys drafted him. Well, and that was going to be my next question is, and we can talk about this after we come back from break, but I mean, I, I thought if there was no off the field stuff, I know some people were saying second round. I think that's a little too rich, but like top of the third, like that's maybe where his talent dictates that he should have went. Yeah. I mean, I think second round is not, I mean, people reach for tackles all the time. It's true. You know? So, so I could. I don't know that I would like him in the second round, but I would not be surprised if he was clean off the field if he got drafted in the second round. Yeah, I, I think you're right in kind of eyeballing him third round, and, and I think that's kind of really where his his skill sets probably should lie. I mean, you know, value well, wise. And, and here's the thing too. Remember where the Cowboys drafted him, right? It wasn't like they drafted him at the top of the fourth round. They used no. a compensatory pick on Josh Ball. So. I mean, you could say even if it's a third-round pick, right, maybe they got a two-round discount because of the off-the-field stuff. Still, if if that part of it becomes, you know, is not an issue in the NFL, maybe you did find a, a solid tackle that should have went inside the top 100. Yeah, I mean, like that's that's why you take a chance on a guy – uh, you know, that has some character concerns yep. is because you're going to get a value athletically on the field. It's just what are you willing to put up with off the field? I want to talk about Landon, where he fits into the Cowboys in 2021. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. And they are offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America to get your free bottle. All you have to do is text draft to two, three, one, two, three, one, text draft to two, three, one, two, three, one. Also want to tell you guys about bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. We've got baseball season. We've got the NBA, you know, inching closer and closer to the playoffs, get all the news odds and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC before the next pitch, head over to bet online or your laptop on your, or your mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your last chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs into the playoffs 
Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is use the promo code locked on, bet online, your online sports book experts. All right, Landon, let's talk about where Ball fits into the 2021 team because I think it's very interesting. They signed Ty Nischke, who I think both you and I have always liked. I know our good friend John Owning has always been a fan. He figures to be the swing tackle. Terrence Steele started 16 games at right tackle last year for the Cowboys, and it's pretty clear Mike McCarthy and or Joe Philbin really like him. And then there's Brandon Knight, who played left tackle last year, played right tackle before. How does Josh Ball fit into this rotation? It's it's an interesting question. You know, I mean, I think the, the real wild card here is how the Cowboys feel about Steele, right? Because, um, you know, look, I, I, I think – None of us were thrilled to see Terrence Steele on the field at any point last year. I'm sure Terrence Steele wasn't either. <laughs> I'm sure Steele wasn't either. But I also will say that I think Steele played better football as the season went on and, and, and improved. And so I think you don't want to just throw away all the, that uh, all that experience uh, for a young player. I mean, I think that there's a chance that Steele comes back this offseason after an offseason and, and is a much better player. I mean, having seen – Right, he's got two, he's got thirty five and yeah. I think an eighth inch arms as well. Yeah, and 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 you know has played in the NFL now, and, and that and once you've played in the NFL, going into an off season, uh, that's where you really have the opportunity to improve because uh, you, you've seen the speed of the game, you kind of know where you need to get mm-hmm. to get to the level of of, of competency in the NFL, uh, and I think that that you know kind of becomes a blinking light for you to play towards or to, to work towards, and I think that that's gonna hopefully help guys like Steele and Knight uh, develop a lot better this offseason. But the, you know, the question is, obviously this you know, ball is not going to come in and unseat Nitsky as, as no, the, as the no. swing tackle. I don't think Steele was ever in danger of doing that either. Um, so the question now becomes, you know, how do they kind of line up or how do they build their offensive line? Uh, steel and ball to me are both purely tackles. I don't yeah. think, I don't think yeah. either of these guys are swinging inside. I think Knight is a guy that they've talked about moving inside. So we're now considering him a guard. So really, you know, what we're talking about in, in when it comes to cut down day, I would assume would be a, a Smith Collins, Nisky steel ball, lineup and then you got to figure out whether you're keeping all those guys yeah, are you or just maybe tackles? steal a ball yeah i mean that's the question right um i i i think that you maybe could consider that a little bit if one of those guys was a swing in, uh, interior guy too uh but i can't imagine them keeping two backup tackles that just play tackle, right? Like that's that's tough. I mean, I, I think the thing is, you do have two guys that basically missed the entire season last year. So yeah. if you're gonna go deep at a spot, it's probably not the worst spot to go deep at. Yeah, no, I mean that's the other thing to consider, right? Is is how do you look at what happened last year and uh, and and not keep five tackles? You yeah. know, it's like that's yeah. that's the issue. Is that you you know. It, it after a certain amount of trying to learn for what you what happened last year, it's going to be tough not to want to kind of go long at offensive line and and maybe yeah. you know in this in this new era where you can stash players a little bit better, 
what team maybe what teams will start doing is going long at offensive line and start trying to stash some of these down roster other players uh, through other mechanisms, whether it's practice squad or, or, yeah. or whatever. So I think offensive line is, is uh, still a spot where you're going to be keeping as many of these guys as you can, because as we learned last year, uh, trying to try to get a new one mid season and, and try to change tackles midstream is not recommended. Uh, just one quick note on Terrence Steele. I know that he's not really the topic of conversation today, but did you know that he's been working out at Duke Miniweather's uh, training facility? Oh, that makes season? me feel good. I, yeah. Yes, I'm glad. So yes, he's he's been there. I, I've heard just about every single day with Tyron Smith and some of those other guys. So um, I guess, I mean, I, I'm not the biggest Terrence Steele fan, but there's absolutely no doubt that he did get better. He's got tools yeah. and he was put into a really rough situ- situation. Yeah, it's so. a terrible situation. Terrible situation for him to be in. Absolutely. I mean, you can't you, blame who, Terrence Steele for this. Like that's the, no. I understand that. There's a, there's a, there's a, uh, uh, an idea in the Cowboys fandom that like, you know, Terrence, that we need to go after Terrence Steele for this. No. Terrence Steele is doing the best no. he can with what he's got and, and throw it into the fire to say the least an undrafted free agent starting at left, you know, right tackle for basically 16 games is not exactly ideal. Exactly. Uh, so let's say it does come down to Terrence Steele and Josh Ball for that last tackle spot. Let's say the Cowboys decide to only keep four and they move Brandon Knight inside the guard to be that fifth tackle if you needed to. Which guy would you rather see? I mean, I know we haven't seen Ball in the NFL yet, but do you just think he's more talented, overall talented than, than Terrence Steele? I, yeah, I mean, I think that's really tough. To, I, I, th- I think there's a chance that Terrence Steele has improved quite a bit this offseason, especially, you know, like I said, the the experience, especially if he's working with Merriweather and 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 with Tyron and Lale uh, uh, with the mm-hmm. uh, OL performance, like there's a chance that he's gotten a lot better. So it's really tough to say because I don't really know where Terrence Steele is right now. Yeah. I got to say, though, if if all things are equal, like – I mean, I kind of trust Terrence Steele just because of he's clean off the field, and I don't worry about that. There's any, any kind of issues, so uh, I, I think that Steele, if he could kind of clean up some things, may have slightly more upside than uh, than Ball, just because I think he uh, he might be a slightly better athlete. I, I think I would agree. My, um, it's going to be fascinating. I think those are if you really want to be like nerdy cowboy fandom watching at training camp and hopefully you'll be there Landon. Uh, oh, I'll be there. Yeah, watching uh, Josh Ball versus Terrence Steele in camp to see who's grabbing that last tackle spot because again, Ty Nishki is what 37, 38 years old and on a one-year deal. Who knows about the long-term status of Tyron and Lyle uh, Collins? So, uh, maybe one of those guys are pushed into the starting lineup sooner rather than later. Uh, let's take one more quick break before we talk about the other offensive lineman that the Cowboys drafted in the 2021 class want to tell you guys about built bar the absolute best protein bar on the market right now it's hard to even explain how good they are real chocolate amazing flavors it's just a great combination of low calories high protein and low sugar with no crazy additives best of all they taste fantastic go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your next box at builtbar.com 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, Landon, the Cowboys also took another offensive lineman late. I believe it was the seventh round, right? Uh, Matt mm-hmm. Forniak, the uh, tackle slash guard slash center uh, from Nebraska. He, he's very interesting. I'm going to pull up his uh, little uh, relative athletic score here. 9.9. He's a phenomenal, phenomenal athlete. Uh, what did you see from him when you studied the tape? Yeah, I, I think he's a uh, an interior guy only. I don't. I mean, they put him as a tackle, but I don't. I don't think I see Probably. that. Uh, he yeah. he plays with too much of a wide base. Um, I, I and I think that that is helpful for him because he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't uh, change direction la- uh, side to side very well. Yeah. It seems like, yeah. which is weird because he you know he has really good testing. But if you watch him, he's not exactly a great mirroring athlete. And I think some of the wide stances so that he can get back back and forth across the the his gap as needed to kind of make plays i do see a guy who i think uh, can get low and can and, and can drive people off the ball as a run blocker um but he has balance issues like he's yeah. got like and i think that again may feed into why he has such a wide base uh but it, it, i just see him stumbling a lot i see him kind of when he changes direction he doesn't seem to have a, a he, his center of gravity gets real high and i think he kind of can and can easily kind of stumble over a little bit so uh i yeah he's got great great natural strength uh some great power he clearly uh is very smart there was definitely several times in pass pro where i saw him uh helping uh, a tackle and then spy out of the back of his eye a late late coming blitz uh and then able to kind of i mean he had a dive because he doesn't have great great change of direction but he saw it and he made the play and pushed the guy past the pocket and then he didn't make the sack of a quarterback of a blitzing linebacker mm-hmm. but you, you know it's it's he has physical limitations. I think he, despite the athleticism that yeah, he show, yeah, he has, yeah. he has limitations that I think can be fixed by uh, maybe some better flexibility, maybe some just better balance work. He's just like an just, awkward athlete is the way I would describe yeah. it. Like testing stuff. I think he's phenomenal, but like when you watch him move in space, it's just, you mentioned it's balance, right? If he was, a, yeah. if he had better balance, I think we're talking about a guy that goes significantly higher in the draft. Yeah. I mean, even when he's, uh, even when he's trying to get out like on the screens and stuff, it feels like he's stumbling a lot. It mm-hmm. just feels like he's not a nimble athlete. Let's just say that, yeah, right? Like yeah. he's not, he's not light on his feet by any stretch of the imagination. He's better in, in tight spaces trying to knock people back and over. Um, yeah. So I, I just, I think that's where I would, uh, uh, you know, try to keep him in more of a guard center role. Uh, I think he could, you know, you're going to need him to get out in space because guards and centers pull all yeah. the time. Yeah. And I think he could do that. But again, I just think he needs work on his, you know, some balance technique stuff, just basically focusing on that, focusing on some, on some flexibility, which will hope, hopefully lower his center of gravity, which will incre- uh, increase his balance a little bit more. Uh, Cause you know, you hate to see like all this green on, uh, on his RAS report and then, and then I not really see that yeah. on the field. Yeah. yeah. Like, so uh, he looks more like a mauler brawler type 
Uh, but then when you see the athleticism, you're like, well, where's the disconnect between what I see here uh, and what I see on tape? And I think that the difference is, you know, that flexibility, that balance, the ability to kind of unlock to all that athleticism. You sound like you hate Forniak. I don't get it. Well, what is it? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't hate Forniak. I, 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 I think what it is to me is that he uh, I think he's going to I think he will develop into a very valuable swing yeah, interior guy. That's, just, that's, 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 that's that's where I think I, I see him. I, I just don't know. I think he needs a year. I mean, I hope he doesn't see the field this year. Oh, like yeah. That's, that's, be, you know, he no, definitely no. needs a year of getting his balance issues solved because uh, otherwise he's just going to get ragdolled by defensive line. All right. So I'm going to give you a positive spin on this because you're being a little Debbie Downer. I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer. Come on. It's a seventh round pick. No, no, listen, listen, there's a lot of things to really like about it. And I actually, I love this pick for the Cowboys for a variety of reasons. So you can go back to high school. He uh, played left tackle his entire high school career. He was a four-star recruit. I uh, had a chance to go to a bunch of big schools, chose Nebraska. He's the only, I think he was the only, offensive lineman ever to be a two-time team captain at Nebraska loved by his teammates. Again, you can see the testing athleticism and while it doesn't always translate to the field, it's nice to know that he has it right. And on top of playing left tackle in call or in high school, he played right tackle in 2018, 2019. He started games at right guard and at center. So that last offensive lineman on your team land in which Farniak is basically going to have to try to be right. You yeah. want him to be somebody who can play across the line. And while heaven forbid, he ever has to play left tackle, at least it's <laughs> not a completely new thing to him. Right. Yeah. I mean, he could go out there and at least look like it for the first couple snaps. I, I mean, I, I just, this, again, these are the kinds of picks I love the team taking in sixth or seventh round because he has the pedigree. He has the athleticism. And if you can coach him up for two or three years, Maybe he ends up becoming your seventh or eighth offensive lineman. We, I'll give you an example, right? Uh, Nick Gates, who is currently the Giants' starting center, played at Nebraska, very similar profile, just not as athletic, and he kind of worked himself into the starting lineup. Now, he's always going to probably be the worst starting player on your offensive line, but to find a guy like this on the sixth or seventh round, I think that can be valuable. And I think when you're building a team, hitting on guys like this are what make your roster and your overall depth better. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing here, too, is that, you know, what he has ailing him or what he has as his negatives is, is imminently fixable. It is. And fixable, I think yeah. I think that that's something that that you should keep in mind when listing, uh, you know, strengths and weaknesses is how fixable are the strengths and weaknesses. If, you know, one of his weaknesses is that he uh, he has no hands. I can't coach him to have to, to yeah. grow hands. You know, it's uh, that's yeah. an extreme example, but that's the kind of I can't you know, I can't coach what what isn't already there in some form or fashion. Coaching is just kind of it's like a, it's it's like a sculpting, right? You, yep. you have the, yep. you have the marble. You're just chipping away at the outside to reveal what's underneath. So if he doesn't, ha- he has all that there. I mean, I think that that document that graphic showed you the kind of athleticism that's there. The question is, why isn't that translating itself onto the field? And I think we've kind of identified that, and hopefully that you know some work and kind of creating core strength, mm-hmm. a little bit dropping his dropping his uh, center of gravity. All those things are going to help him a lot and kind of maintaining his feet and, 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 you know, using that athleticism a lot better. The last thing I will say about him is I don't think his path to the, to making the 53 man roster is actually all that hard, right? Because mm-hmm. you have your starting three interior offensive linemen, you have Connor McGovern who has experience at center and guard. 
Brandon Knight, I think, is potentially going to be factoring in there as well. But after that, there's no depth, right? Joe Looney uh, is a free agent. Doesn't sound like he's going to return. The team released Adam Redman uh, a couple days ago. He basically has to beat out. Yeah, he basically (laughs) has to beat out Mitch Hyatt and Eric Smith to potentially be that you know fourth or third backup, I don't think it's all that, all that hard for him to do that. So I think there's a legitimate chance that he could make the 53 man roster this year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, they, cause, cause look, I mean, when you're talking about the bottom of the roster swing guys, uh, you're not necessarily beholden to anybody. No. It's, it's the, it's the best guy there. So if you think he has a McGovern, future, right. That's really yeah, the only and, one because you spent a third and, round. And McGovern's got to be like, I have to imagine that McGovern is the backup, right? Like, like mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine. Marnie, swing I, guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I have to imagine that either McGovern or Williams, which I assume it's actually McGovern is, is going to be the swing interior guy for the team. So really what, what Farniak and Knight are kind of battling for is that, you know, last offensive lineman on the team, you know, sort of, sort of uh, spots. Well, it's funny because both of those guys have tackle experience as well. So that's, what's going to make this battle so fascinating. And I'm, I'm really curious to see how it plays out. So also, again, I don't anticipate, I think Cowboys are going to resign Connor Williams, but he's also on the last year of a one year deal. Connor McGovern has had some injury problems before Tyler Biata struggle with injuries. Zach Martin missed time last year. Maybe they just go deeper on the offensive line. If they really like Forniak and, and, uh, and uh, McGovern, McGovern. And, and Brandon Knight. So mm-hmm. we shall see. Uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can follow the show on YouTube. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. And we will see you next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.